Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Unprecedented times. We here in the Triangle in the Atlantic Coast Conference and NC State fans are pioneers at the moment in a new era of college football. Frontrunners. An era in which the starting quarterback might look at the coach and say, I don't want to play the rest of the year. I, I, I can't imagine if it, if it has happened before. I didn't hear about it. Dave Doran, the head coach of NC State, might be the – actually, probably is the first Power 5 head coach in the history of college football to have a midseason starting quarterback walk in and elect to not play the rest of the year during the regular season, right? We've heard of guys not wanting to play in the bowl game. I don't know if we've ever had somebody not want to play the last three games of the regular season despite being fully healthy. So Dave Doran obviously had to answer questions about that. He talked to the media earlier today, and uh, he discussed kind of the, the the way in which the news that MJ Morris was choosing to redshirt came out and hit the public. Uh, here's Doran on, on just that. As you guys know, uh, MJ has chosen to redshirt and Brennan Armstrong is our starter. And I didn't announce that on Monday. Um, I was hoping we could maintain a competitive advantage in our preparation with Wake Forest having to prepare, as you've seen, with two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. That plan didn't work, okay? Somebody found out, put it out there on Tuesday, is what it is. All right, so a little gamesmanship and and – the, the media, I mean, usually that type of information, it's difficult to keep in. I mean, a football locker room is close-knit, but there's a lot of links in that chain. So it's it's not usually as tight as you'd think. Sometimes it could be, again, I'm not calling anyone out, but it could be just like an equipment manager or trainer, something along those lines. Family member, friend yeah, fa- of exactly. a family member. Yep. The, the cert, like anyone that's ever, ever, by the way, this isn't just sports, anyone that's ever kept a secret, right? All of a sudden it's like, all right, I, I was hoping we'd keep this between us four. Suddenly nine people know. Uh, nine people I'll tell one person, all right, we're in trouble here. <laughs> that's how secrets get out. So I, I get what they were trying to do. Uh, probably not realistic. But but uh, Dave Dorn again continued with his media availability. Uh, this was his reaction to MJ's decision, not just how it was released or, or what they planned to do schematically, but just his general reaction to MJ's decision to redshirt. Our plan was, beginning of the year, uh, to try and redshirt MJ, and that was the plan. And to give him a chance behind an experienced quarterback to develop and grow. And uh, as the season unfolded and we struggled uh, offensively, I felt it was time to reassess that plan. That's part of my job. And the team needed a spark. So I met with MJ, Coach Roper and I, and asked him if he wanted to play and, and uh, because I thought he could help our offense and our team, and he agreed, and we pushed forward with that plan in place of him playing. And as games progressed and time went on, MJ came to me and let me know that he was still thinking about preserving his red shirt. Uh, I was surprised 
you know, by that because he was our starter and, and starting player to, to want to sit back down. Um, he said he wasn't sure which way to go, but he wanted me to know that that was something that he was thinking about and talking with his family about. After the fourth game, um, he was very decisive and telling me it was important to him and his family to preserve his red shirt. And so we're honoring that decision. I think that's about as disappointed publicly as a coach can ever be in this situation. I don't think a coach can be honest about anything similar to the MJ Morris conversation. I'm not saying Dave Dorn was being dishonest. I'm talking more in generalities now. Saying you're surprised, I think that's about the meanest and angriest word you can say publicly. Because if you come out and say what I would guess a coach would be feeling in that situation, disappointment, anger, maybe a little abandonment, maybe a, a, a little you want to start talking about how the youth today don't fulfill their commitments. Like it, And by the way, again, not saying Dave Doran feels that way, but I don't know how those, those emotions don't at least cross through your brain. But if you say anything like that, if you let a, just a tiny little slip of the tongue at a press conference publicly, suddenly you're not player friendly, right? Suddenly you're not a player's coach. Suddenly you're not somebody who's looking out for the best interest of the individual. Suddenly in recruiting and in every uh, transfer portal recruiting, every other coach is going, you really want to go play for that guy? It's not enough to be a good coach anymore. It's not enough to be a hard disciplinarian anymore. It's not enough to, to give tough love anymore. You have to be player-friendly or else the players have a little bit more power than they used to. You can have hard conversations behind the scenes if you think the player will respond appropriately, but if you have hard conversations publicly, there's not many people that are going to react too kindly to that. I'm surprised because he was our starter. I think that's about as far as he can push it. I'm surprised because he was our starter. I don't think he. I don't think he could have gone. I'm disappointed because he's our starter. I don't think he can say I'm angry because he's our starter. I don't think he can say anything along those lines. And you can use the the thesaurus to go find like other literal words. But I don't think you can go and and I mean think about it back in the day. Think about a coach in the '90s. Right, go and and go pick. I don't know, like a like a particularly unfiltered coach from the. Go find Steve Spurrier. If his quarterback came to him with three games left to play and said, "I would like to redshirt, coach. I'm not going to play the rest." And I know the rules were different, but just imagine the rules were the same. Steve Spurrier would be in that post game press conference going, "We had our quarterback quit on us today. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Can't do it." Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. I thought this was very interesting. By the way, Pack Therapy Podcast, myself, Mike Glennon, hosting. Uh, we have Naheem Hines, former NC State quarterback, uh, NFL running back, or sorry, former NC State 
running back, uh, now an NFL running back. Uh, we recorded last night, should be out tomorrow morning, the, the full pot. Uh, really interesting conversation. If you remember, uh, he's hurt right now, but last year he was the guy that returned the kickoff uh, for the Bills in the first game after the DeMar Hamlin situation. So we talk about the emotions of that. We talk about uh, Casey Concepcion as a uh, wide receiver slash running back do-it-all player. Naheem Hines came to NC State as a wide receiver, left as a draft pick at running back. Um, so there's there's a, And obviously we talk about the MJ Moore situation. Through our conversation with Naheem Hines, as well as the knowledge that comes with playing and covering college football for a long time, I want to be clear on this. The MJ Morris decision to redshirt is showing a truth about college football that fans and coaches and and to a certain extent players and, and a few others have been complicit, have been hiding for over a century. It's showing a truth. That's already been there. It's nothing new. And that's that many players are out for themselves. And that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but it is a fact. This is not a kids today argument, right? I don't want to hear anyone say MJ Morris is quitting on his team. Kids today have no loyalty. Kids today don't know what it means to fulfill a commitment. It's not kids today. It's a what the kids today are able to do argument. The veil of team first, team always, team only is being lifted in college football. But it's always been kind of me first in college football. There has just never really been a way for players to show that they are out for themselves. And it's not every player, but it's a lot of players. It's not every player. There's a lot that are out there that are, you know, they're in it just for the team. You know when I actually, this is, you know what, the more I think about it, I think it's it's true. There is a moment when you become a team first, all about the team goal player. You know when that is? When you admit to yourself you're playing the highest level of football you'll ever play. When you are a high school player that is confident you're going to play in college, there's a lot of thinking about I need to look good for recruiters. There's a lot of thinking about I need stats so I can send things to coaches. There's a lot of thoughts thoughts about I need my highlight film to look good. If you're in, but but at the same time, if you're a high school player that's come to grips with the fact that like I'm too small, I'm not fast enough, I don't want to play in college, whatever it is, you you come to grips with the highest level I'm going to play is right now. Suddenly it becomes all about like Let's win regionals, and it, and it becomes all about that because you want your last memory of football to be a positive team experience. When you're in college, if if you are, uh, you know, going to be a first round draft pick, guess what you're doing? You're trying to be the number one overall draft pick, right? You're you're trying making sure you get your stats. You're you're. I mean, nowadays you're talking to an agent, right? You're 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 building up, but as soon as you recognize, I'm probably never going to play pro. Suddenly it's like, let's win this conference championship and leave a legacy. And and it's it's it was brought up again in that conversation I was having with Naheem Hines, Mike Glennon on the Pack Therapy podcast, which should drop tomorrow. At one point, we're talking about the MJ Morris situation. And and it's a measured conversation, right? There the Naheem is is weighing the uh, MJ Morris should be doing what what he thinks is best for him and and all of these things. And I think it was Mike said it. Mike goes, 
you know, I think me and Naheem are a bit more numb to it than most because we've seen guys making uh, business decisions for themselves in the NFL for years. And then you, okay, you're right. Right? In the NFL, guys are more out for it, uh, out for themselves. They are more willing to hold out, even if it hurts the team to get their money. And then we finished with the MJ Morris conversation and we moved on to other things and we're talking about Naheem's um, career, right? And he left early and, and you know, running backs and, and we were talking about all of this stuff. Running backs have shorter shelf lives, on and on. And at one point, he just kind of casually mentions as if it's agreed upon truth. Everyone's goal in college is to get to the league. And, I, and both Mike and I, yeah. Right? Everyone's goal is to get to the league. And then it hit me. That's not a team goal. Everyone's goal is to get to the league. That's not a team. That's an individual goal. So everyone's goal, and it was just casually thrown out there. It wasn't meant to reveal some some deep, dark truth. It was just, hey, everyone's goal is to get to the league. They leave early if they can get to the league. He said, uh, Naheem Hines, who left after his junior year, right? He was three and out, three and done, three into the pros, said, if I would have been a first-round pick, I'd have stayed at NC State two more years if it would have made me a first-round pick. It, it was it was very much an individual uh, goal. And, and that got me thinking. If everyone's goal is to get to the NFL, sometimes transfer is the best way to the league. Sometimes sitting out is the best way to the league. Sometimes, and, and these options had never been available to players before, even as recently as Naheem Hines. And he played at NC State more recent than uh, Mike Lennon did. And, and th- there's a ton of, of history of college football before either of them played. It's, it's, they've always been, there have always been players that are looking out for themselves. The difference is when you can't transfer, when you can't make any money, you are at the beck and call of whatever coach is the coach at the program that you attend. So if you get benched, well, I'm just sacrificing for the team. I'm doing what's best for the team. Now, why do you say that? Because your coach still controls if you ever get another shot. Your coach, in some cases, right, because we – I know guys that have gotten benched their senior year of college still gotten a shot at the NFL. And guess who those scouts come ask about? They, they go ask the head coach. Hey, so-and-so, we know he did some good things before you had to put him on the bench. Uh, what do you think of him? Oh, he's a great guy. He's professional. I love him. Nowadays, it's you bench me, deuces. I'm out. I'm going to another program. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to sit around here and suck up to you still and say all the team-first things so, so you'll talk positive about me to the scouts. Now it's see you. I still got a year of eligibility. I'm out. There's always been an element of selfishness in the NFL. There's always been an element of selfishness in college football. There's just been no way to express it. And again, it's not every player. But it's a lot of them. Right? And and I will say, if you've come to grips with never playing in the NFL, you're probably a little more selfless. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. 
Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.